Uh, let me invite you, if you have your Bibles, a little bit different than what's in your bulletin this morning, uh, but if you'll turn to uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 9, we'll be looking at just kind of one verse from this prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9. It was about 700 years or so before the birth of Jesus that the prophet would write these words, so about 200 or 2,722 years ago. Uh, the prophet would talk about the coming of a Savior, the coming of the Messiah. Uh, And he would use a a title to describe who this Messiah would be and what he would come to do. And that's what we see in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, where it says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, the government will be on his shoulders, his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. This morning I want us to look at that title, Prince of Peace. And I want us to just look at the, a few different areas of peace that we are given when we decide to follow Jesus. Uh, peace is something I think in our world is it's hard to come by. You can look around the the globe and see major conflicts and not so major military conflicts. You can you know, look within countries and see political conflicts. You might even be able to look within your own families and see conflict. It's Christmas. Families are together. Any conflict that's happened. See, nobody's laughing, so I know that's hitting home, right? Yeah, there's conflict within our families. Peace seems so hard to come by, and yet Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And so there's really just three aspects of peace I want us to look at briefly this morning. The first one is Jesus came to make peace between us and God. This is the most important thing that we're celebrating and worshiping today. The birth of Jesus was designed to bring peace between humanity and God. It's a spiritual peace. The other two things we'll look at flow from this first kind of peace. Now, again, I don't know, but when relationships are out of whack, things don't run well. I'm married. Me and, don't laugh at that one. I'm just married. Okay. Husband and wives, we have conflict. And listen, when things are out of whack, it bothers me. Like I've got to make it right. Even if it means I'm going to say, I'm sorry for something I never did because I have to make it right. And she's perfect. So she's always right anyway, right? When I have conflict with my children, it it bugs me, right? Now, although sometimes we got to be stern parents, but still conflict with our children bugs me. It bothers me that there's not relational peace there. Listen, it's the same thing. God was bothered by the conflict between us and him. God was bothered by the separation that sin has caused in our relationship with our creator. And it was God's desire to restore that relationship. Listen, 2 Corinthians, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul writes, everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God has, is reconciling or making peace with the world. And so what, what broke the peace? Why do we need peace? Listen, anytime that I look at God and say, God, I'm going to go my own way, 
I'm going to do my own thing. Anytime I say, God, I know better than you. And if I'm really honest, there's been times in my life I've done that. There's probably been times in your life when you've looked at God and said, God, I know you're clearly wanting me to do this, and the word has confirmed that, but I know better than you, so I'm going to do it my way. That is breaking the relationship between us and God. Anytime we say that we're going to follow our rules, when we look at the Bible and say, you know, I just don't like those archaic, antiquated, out-of-date, those old-timey rules. Anytime we say that, what we're saying is, God, I'm going to follow my rules. We are at conflict with God. Because, by the way, his rules are perfect. His rules and his laws and his instructions and his commands, man, they're really for our good. They're, he knows us. He created us. I, you know, a watchmaker knows how the watch works. The human creator knows how humanity was designed to work. So anytime that we say we know better, we are in rebellion against God. Anytime we sin and disobey God, we fight with God, we ignore what he is calling us to do, we are at odds and in rebellion with God. But God's desire is for us to be connected to him and not disconnected. That is why he sent Jesus so that we could have a restored relationship. We could have restored peace. Romans 5 uh, verses 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then you look down in verse 10 of that verse, it says, Even though we were enemies, God made peace with us. While we were still enemies, God sent this little baby to be born in a manger who would live a life teaching about the kingdom, teaching about forgiveness, teaching about God, and then he would hang on a cross and die for our sins in order for there to be peace with our creator, with our heavenly father. So when Isaiah says the prince of peace, you've got to understand what he's talking about is he's the one who will make peace between humanity and himself through his son, Jesus. But the second aspect of peace that we see in the Bible and that Isaiah could be alluding to is a peace within. When we have peace with God, a spiritual peace, it gives us a peace within our hearts, within our souls. It's the peace that says when we get that bad diagnosis, we can have peace with what the journey will be because God is with us. When we get a phone call that we have been dreading or a phone call about a family member or a son or a daughter or a coworker, or maybe we lose our jobs, we don't know, listen, we don't know what 2023 is gonna hold, right? And for some of us, 2022 was bad and you're hoping 2023 will be better, but we don't know. But no matter what comes, no matter what happens, we can have peace within our hearts, within our souls, because we know that God is in control. We know that we have peace with God, so we have peace within us, that it's all gonna work out, no matter how hard it's gonna be, no matter how trying or how much stress, how much uh, pressure we may be under, we will have this joy and this peace that it's gonna be okay, because we have peace with God. And the third kind of peace is we have peace with others. Peace with God leads to peace within ourselves, 
which leads to peace with others. It's a relational kind of peace. Like I said in the introduction, there's a lot of conflict in this world. People seem to disagree and be divided over everything. I mean, everything. You know, does pineapple belong on pizza? We go to blows about that because we have conflict. That's kind of a joke for some of you that eat pineapple on your pizza, because I don't. And so you're like, if we can't be unified on that, how can we be unified on anything? The answer is because we have peace with God, who has given us peace within, and we are unified by the gospel. A church filled with so many ideas, with people, uh, messy people, people with problems, people with ideas. I got problems too. I'm not pointing my finger at you. Okay? We, we're just people, messy people. We can get along and we can be united and we can work together and serve together because of the peace that we find in the gospel. When we decide to follow the leadership of Jesus and Jesus alone, there is unity and there is peace. There can be peace in our families because of the gospel. See, the gospel doesn't just reconcile us to God. It does, and that's very important, maybe the most important. But this this vertical relationship means that we can have peace with this horizontal relationships. So if you desire unity... If you've got family gatherings that you're dreading, listen, just hang on to the gospel. Let the teachings of Jesus lead your actions and your words. You follow the Lord and let the Lord create peace in your homes, in your workplaces, in your schools. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul says, Christ brought us all together through his death on the cross. The cross gets us to embrace each other and to end the hostility between different groups. That is the power of peace that we receive when we decide to follow Jesus. Now this Christmas day, as we are worshiping, as we're celebrating, as we're focused on everything that's going on, don't ever lose sight that it's about peace. That baby who would one day be a man and hang on a cross, his blood would be shed. He would make us as white as snow so we could be at peace with our heavenly father. And that through that peace, we would have peace within and peace with others. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the peace that you give to us. We thank you that you loved us enough to send your son to die for us. God, we thank you that Jesus left his place of exaltation, his place in heaven, that he humbled himself to become like us, fully God, yet fully human, to experience the life that we experience. Yet he lived a perfect, sinless life, which made him the unblemished sacrifice for our sins, which was the only way to have peace with you. Father, help us to embrace that. Help us to receive the gift of peace. And then as Christians, help us to feel that peace in our heart and help us to have peace with others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.